You are listening to Titan Football on the DHS Press Network. DHSPress.com. All the news Titans need to know. That's DHSPress.com. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Uh. Yeah. Ready? Woo. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, uh, uh. Hello and welcome. It is a perfect 70 degrees here at Titan Stadium as Dominion gets ready to take on the Fauquier Falcons in week three of this high school football season. It's community night here in Titan territory. I'm Kevin Domenico, and you're listening to Dominion High School Football on DHS Press Network. I'm joined by Wyatt Greer and Wyatt, both teams at 1-1 one one heading into this one. The Titans picking up a huge win against Crosstown rival Potomac Falls in a defensive battle. But Wyatt, what do you see? What did you see from the Titans last week? Kevin, an emotional win last Friday for the Titans, a win that hasn't come often enough against the uh, Panthers from Potomac Falls. But we saw a different team last week than we did week one, um, and this Titans defense is looking to build off their strong performance, Kevin, a performance in which they held Potomac Falls to merely 21 yards of passing in a 3-0 shutout victory. Yes, indeed, Wyatt, but how about their strategy for this week? The Potomac Falls game is in the past, and it's a new week, a new opponent, and a talented Falkier Falcons team is coming in as we are headed into the heart of their schedule. So how do, they, how do you think the Titans are going to get the win tonight? Kevin, I think there's going to be a different attack against this Falkier offense. Um, Coach Buck Walter has keyed in on a few players like wide receiver Dakari Mullins, number two, and running back Kevin Chavis. And this team can really move the ball, and so Dominion's going to have to change up their, their plan defensively, put up more points on offense by sustaining drives, and they got to establish the run early if they want to move to 2-1 and one tonight, Kevin. That is a big factor. The offense, a huge story in tonight's game as it was not. It was non-existent. Last game against Potomac Falls, the defense came up big, though. Great points there, Wyatt. We are headed into kickoff. The Titans, it seems, they have elected to receive. Captains heading off the field. Captains are George Richardson, J.D. Pierre, Alex Wirtz, and Andrew Buckner. So, yeah, the Titans have elected to receive. It's the receiving team now heading onto the field. The Titans dressed in all black with white lettering as they did last week. And the Falcons dressed in white with red lettering and gray pants. An interesting look from the Falcons there, White. Those jerseys are pretty cool, Kevin. All black look is clean, not going to lie. The Valkyrie student section <laughs> is non-existent. The Titans, D-block, always out there and supporting the Dominion Titans football team. So back to receive is Andrew Buckner, the special teams captain, along with, I believe, Alex Wirtz, who has, has, who has returned one uh, kickoff for a touchdown this year against Clark County. I think that might be, that might be Isaiah Webster back to receive that kick, Kevin. On to kick it away is Camden Dargis. Camden is not listed as a kicker, but he had the best leg for the job, I believe. Andrew Buckner back to receive. We have not seen that this season, and he's a special teams captain, so it's good to see him getting some looks there. Maybe he can make a play. Buckner must have showed something in practice. It's actually Isaiah Webster and Andrew Buckner. I'm sorry. Isaiah Webster and Andrew Buckner. So Buckner must have showed something in practice as we're getting ready to kick it away from the 40-yard line. 
Both crowds getting loud now. Buckner stretching his legs, awaiting his first kickoff this season. Here we go. Camden Dargins boots it away right to Buckner. Buckner fields it at the eight-yard line. He takes it from the eight. Makes a cut down to the far side. Now running deep to the far side. He's got a lane, and he's just pulled down by his shoulder pads at the 24-yard line. Solid return for Buckner. Great debut as a return man, Kevin. And we're going to see this offense right away. Um, Coach Holland, offensive coordinator Coach Holland, uh, talked about how they need to be more methodical. Establish the run early, like I said earlier. Buckner making some, he's a quick guy, making some moves. Not, not, as, not as speedy, but he can, he can cut real fast as Thomas Jarman and company heads onto the field, taking over at the 23-yard line, I'm sorry. And they line up in their I formation. A big key that to this game, Trevor Carlin and Kyle Kavinsky have switched positions. We'll keep an eye on that all game. At the 23-yard line, the Titans take over. I formation, Jar Jarman takes a snap. He gives to Robertson right up the middle and fights for some yards. Gets right back to the line of scrimmage. They had him in the backfield. So number 25, the big man, Jamari Robinson, starting the game at running back. And now Wirtz will come in and get him. Wirtz had some troubles with fumbling. Last week, hopefully it won't be a problem here. He fumbled three times in his 14 carries with 57 yards and no touchdowns on the ground. Looks like a timeout on the field. There you say it. It's a tire shoe timeout, Kevin. It, it, it is a tire shoe timeout. Trevor Carlin this time. You talk about the position change, Kevin. Um, so they moved Kyle Kavinsky into uh, – more of the slot tight end position. And I, um, they were talking to how it's strictly based on his blocking ability. Yeah. Kyle's a better blocker. Mm -hmm. Just changing it up in the offense. I formation again. Jarman's a toss play to Wurtz along the near side. Down to the 20. Down, down to the 25. Makes a cut to the 30 and runs out of bounds. He's going to be close to the first down. Now some extracurricular play there. Great blocking there. And jo Joel Campos leading the drive. And you saw the blocking from Kyle Kavinsky there too. Sealing that edge. Kavinsky's going to be a huge part to this offense as he's... Position change, it's going, to be, it's going to be a different experience for him. and he, There's a lot riding on his performance tonight in terms of the offense. Third and three it's going to bring up. Third and three from the 30-yard line. Spread formation again. First time we've seen the spread for the Titans. Jarman barking out signals, takes a snap. He's back to pass, looks, throws near side to Jaden Pierre, makes a move down to the 40-yard line. He's got a lane down the sideline. He's pushed out of bounds at the 47. First down and more. There's a flag on the play, though. Holding. Oh, it's a holding. So Jaden Pierre, after that big gain, showing his moves as he sideswiped a defender at the 38-yard line, got all the way down to the Falcons. 47, but it's going to be called all the way back and bring up a third and long. I still like the play call, Kevin. I mean, you got to get Jarman going. Not much going last week, but you got to get him going somehow. And the short, quick routes, that can do a lot for a quarterback, as, especially with the talent they have at receiver, Kevin. you got to get these guys the ball. So it's going to be, I believe, third and six. I do not know why they didn't move back 10 yards, but it's going to be a third and, third and five, I think. Same spread formation. Jarman takes a snap, looking, looking, steps up. He's going to take off down to the 30, now down to the 35, and he sideswipes a defender down to the 39. First down, Titans. Good run there from Jarman. Jarman not afraid to use his legs, and he had a clean pocket there. I don't know if he had anyone downfield, but he stepped up, 
Got the first down yardage. That's the biggest thing, Kevin. Last week, Jarman was the second leading rusher behind Wirtz. 13 yards rushing. Last week, Jarman was 10 for 18 through the air, 58 yards and one interception, four runs for 13 yards on the ground. So first down and 10 from the 39. Same spread formation again. Richardson out wide and Carlin out to the far side wide. It's Kavinsky and Jaden Pierre in on the slots. It's a toss play to Wirtz along the far side, down to the 40-yard line, spins off a defender, and he's pushed back, actually, to the 35-yard line. We'll see if he got forward progress. But I think he was stopped down at the 39. Yes, it looked like he didn't have much blocking. He didn't really have the blocking to get outside and get on that edge, Kevin. He had the receivers up there, though. I'm not Kyle. I call you Kyle. Kyle's on the field. <laughs> Second and 11. Second and 11, just under 10 minutes to go here in the game. Titans, second and 11 at the 38-yard line. Spread formation here. Jarman in the shotgun. He's back to pass, looking, and it's the same screenplay to Richardson. Richardson takes it at the 40-yard line. He's hit at his knee, and he gets about four there. That's a dangerous hit there from the cornerback, number 12, Cole Anderson, the senior. And, Kevin, when you... We talked about this earlier. When you have a receiver like Richardson who's so big and so athletic and he's so hard to tackle, I think you just have to get him, get him the ball a lot of the time. And you see he runs that, they run that screenplay a lot, and they, they couldn't get that going against Potomac Falls last well, week. All of a sudden the tights are in a third and eight, third and long, and it's going to really test their offense here. It's an eye formation this time. Richardson's still outside. And they run up the middle to Wirtz. Wirtz running, trying to get the first down. He cannot get it. Two yards short, he comes up. Tackle made by Joseph Heisler, the freshman out there. So it's going to bring up a fourth down. And it's decision time here for Carl Buckwalter. What do you think they should do here? Um, I mean, I think they should punt, but it looks like they're going to go for it, Kevin. They want to continue this drive. Field position was crucial in last game, but they're going to keep the offense out there. It is absolutely crucial to get a good... First drive here for the Titans. So fourth and three, big play. Shotgun, Jarman is in the shotgun spread formation. Wirtz next to him. Jarman takes a snap back to pass, looking, steps up, running to the near side, and he's hit, and he's sacked. There's a flag on the play. Loss of about nine there. Jarman was looking in the direction of Pierre and Wirtz there, but it looks like the flag is a hold. That was Franco Carmica on the sack. Penalties declined. We'll probably push the Titans back 10 more yards. And now we will see a the punt team, Kevin. Uh, the special teams unit that played such a big role in last week's game. So at the 38, it's going to be the Falcons taking over. We have not seen their offense yet today. The score, if you're just joining us, if you're just joining us, this is DHS Press Network, and you're listening to Dominion Titans football. It is 0-0 zero zero here with 8.07 to go in the first quarter. My apologies, Kevin. They are not punting. It was the fourth down. It was turnover on downs. <laughs> yeah, that it was. First down and 10 at the 38. Number 24 is the quarterback. Jackson Eicher takes a snap back to pass. It's a screen play. Up the middle, there he goes. Tackle made by J.D. Pierre, actually. Spins off down to the 34-yard line. That was Dakari Mullins, who's a big play guy here for the Falcons. 
Yes, Coach Carl Buckwalter did compare him to George Richardson, and he looks like a big, strong receiver, Kevin, and he's showed some speed there from the wideout position. It's going to bring up a second and six. Tommy Schrank exits the game. The 5'7 junior. You don't see a lot of height from the Falcons, but definitely out of heart we've seen so far from their defense and their offense so far. It's second and five. Takes a snap, back to pass, looking. He's flushed out to the near side and hit by Alex Wirtz in the backfield. He's sacked down to the 39-yard line. Going to bring up a third and long. Alex Wirtz takes down Jackson Eicher. Great coverage downfield from Steve Zegbe and Kobe Clay. They pressed. It was press coverage, and quarterback had to, was flushed out of the pocket early and had nowhere to, nowhere to throw the ball. Interesting fact about Jackson Eicher. He holds the lacrosse record for goals scored in a game for VHSL. And that that's impressive. That just that's shows, impressive. That shows some athleticism. Spread formation here for the Falcons. Eicher takes a snap back to pass looking. He's got pressure from the edge. Throws a deep ball down the field, and it's long past number 20, Austin Parker. Richardson on the coverage, and at the Falcons with a quick three and out. Great, great first drive for this defense, Kevin. They're continuing what they did last week. It was a swarming defense against the Panthers at Potomac Falls. That it was. That it was. A defensive performance is going to be needed big here. Jaden Pierre back to return the punt. That's Dakari Mullins back to kick it away. Dakari Mullins seems to do it all a little bit here for the Falcons. Fourth and 10 from the 38. Mullins back at the 50. And he boots it downfield. A decent punt to the corner. And it rolls out of bounds at the three-yard line. The Titans keep getting... Bad bounces on these punts, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, seriously, last, last week it was Noah Pohl with a great punt. <laughs> and now it seems like Mullins is doing it. They're going to be down right on their own four, Kevin. And field position is crucial in football. 6.37 to go here in the first quarter. Titans regain possession of the ball, 0-0. Zero to zero. Both teams with three timeouts. First down from the five-yard, I believe the five-yard line, four or five-yard line, five-yard line. I would still like to see the Titans run a few quick, Quick routes to the receivers, get Jarman going again. Well, coach, offensive coordinator Coach Holland talked about getting more methodical in their drive. Spread formation here for the Titans. Similar set to what they've been doing. Jarman back to pass, looking. He's in the end zone. Steps up. He throws deep to George Richardson down the near side. Richardson he's makes the it. catch. There he goes down to the 40. Now down to the 50. Stiffs arm down to the 30. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Titans. George Richardson. Big play alert. Kevin, we were just talking about methodical. Um, I don't know why you need to be methodical when you got big play receivers like George Richardson. And what a throw from Jarman. He really, really gave his receiver the best chance he could just to go up and get, a ball, get the ball there. Jarman Kevin. trusts Richardson and is repaid by that. 95 yards. Really a great throw there by Jarman, Kevin. What a tone to set here for the Titans. Ramon Bloss is perfect so far. So far this season. This season. <laughs> 6.21 to go. The kick is up, and it is end over end, and good. The Titans take a 7-0 lead early in this one in the first quarter. So it took them two drives to get it started, but great scene for the Titans. And um, you gotta be you got to be excited if you see the, those big plays 
occurring more often now. Boy was it boy was it needed. George Richardson last week against Potomac Falls was limited to one reception and just two yards, no touchdowns. And right away he puts ninety five receiving yards on the board and a touchdown. Talk about last week, Kevin. Coach Buckwater did say Potomac Falls does a lot of great things on defense. They were able to just strategize really well against the the great receiving core the Titans have. So Ramon Bloss on to boot it away at the 40. That was a one-play, 16-second scoring drive, 94 yards for the Titans, Kevin. Doesn't get much easier than that. When you got the big guy, George Richardson, on your team, it's it's a huge help to be able to throw it up to him and have him make a play like that. Kevin Chavis and Carson McCuster on to take it, on to receive it for the Falcons. Bloss, it's a squib kick taken by Nick Shizak. And he runs up the near side, finds a seam there. He goes down to the 40-yard line, makes a cut. Flag down on the play, down to the 44-yard line. Tackle made by Steve Zegbe. When you see a flag on that play, it's normally a block in the back of some sorts, maybe a chop block, but... You've seen the Titans run strictly squib kicks in the past two weeks with Ramon Boss. I feel like that shows a little bit of a trust in their special teams to make a play. I yeah. feel like they'd rather do have a make a play there on the kickoff instead of just doing some touchbacks. Or the Titans see a threat in the Falcons. Uh, Deep returners, yes. Yeah. So the penalty was against the Falcons. Falcons are going to start their drive from the 26-yard line. First down and 10 for them. Titans... In the lead, seven to nothing. Six thirteen to go here in the first. From the twenty-six yard line is Jackson Iker again, trying to get things going for them. He takes a snap. He rolls out to the right, chased by Kyle Kavinsky. Throws deep down to the near side, and it's way out of bounds, over near their cheerleaders and near the track. Intended for Cool Anderson, but it was nowhere near him. Second time we've seen him throw the ball away like that, Kevin. And Give that, give that credit due to the immediate pressure and great coverage downfield by the Titans. So it's going to bring up second and 10 from the 27. They line up in the same spread formation again. Iker in the shotgun. Trips, twins to the right, no one to the left. Takes a snap, he gives to the running back. In Elijah Ridley, who breaks a tackle, now going to the near side. Breaks another tackle in Kyle Kavinsky, down to the 30, cuts up field down to the 35. He had open field to the wide side of the field. Trey Hayes on the tackle. That was Kevin Chavis, I'm sorry. Titans had three, four, maybe five opportunities to bring Chavis down there, Kevin, in the backfield, and he was really shifty and really slippery, if you will, on an that play. Alex Wirtz type back. Third and two, I believe. So that's a player you got to watch here for the Falcons. A guy who can really do some damage. The Falkir Falcons have made some appearance in the student section. Making the trip down. From I honestly don't know where they are. Falkir, I guess. Trevor Carlin in. Getting, getting a look on a, on a defensive end, Kevin. Looks like Kyle Kavinsky has been out subbed out. Kyle. Kyle's on the sideline. Looks like he's hurt. Falcons in the I formation. They give to Kevin Chavis again, who uh, who's runs up the middle. Tackle made. It was Trevor Carlin. Six, Trevor Carlin. 
Immediate impact there from Trevor Carlin, and he's going to be subbed out again. Well, it is a problem here. Kavinsky is hurt on the sideline. It looks like it's his shoulder. And meanwhile, the Falcons have a fourth and big fourth and one play. They got to decide what to do here. And they're going to punt it away as they're at their own 37-yard line. Fourth and one. They are going to pull it away. It's going to be Dakari Mullins to boot it deep for the Falcons. Jaden Pierre back to return it at the, his own 35-yard line. Seven to nothing Titans, 454 and counting to go in the first quarter. Titans bringing the rush. Mullen boots it deep. It's a good punt. Fair catch called by Pierre, and 21 touched him, and there's a flag down. He touched him. That's a good call. He touched him before he got the ball. Jaden Pierre sold it a little bit. That was J Joshua Kenny on the penalty. Smart he, play by Jaden to sell it there because yeah. you cannot touch a returner if he's called a, if he's called a fair catch in. Jaden likes to flop around a bit, a bit on the field. <laughs> he does. He Last week he had probably the biggest play of the game as he caught a 38-yard reception that set the Titans up for their only points of the game and their most needed points of the game in the 3-0 victory. But he's got to be the X factor for this receiving core. I mean, he's got to make some big plays and step in in a big role here for the Titans as Kyle Kavinsky is still on the sideline getting helped. Going to give more looks to Trey and Trevor and... Maybe Kobe Clay here, too. Kobe, Kobe Clay is in here now. Has gotten some looks at receiver and running back this season. But his specialty is at defensive back, Kevin, and he's really excelled. Some confusion here for the Titans on where the ball is going to be. They're going to huddle up at about the 29-yard line of their own 29-yard line. But the ball is placed at the 40, their own 42-yard line. First down and 10 from the 42. Looks like a timeout now. And that was a big penalty, Kevin. 15-yarder. That is on the Fauquier, on the Fauquier Falcons. Big time, big time play and sell there from from Jaden Pierre. And we talked about George Richardson being such a problem to tackle, and we saw it there on that big play. He had yeah. a receiver had a clear eye, clear tackle on him. He just yeah. stiff armed him and ran at the ran at the rest of the way. He's Kevin. such a force here. As the sun begins to set over Titan Stadium, I believe it has set. It's an America out, Kevin. It for is the, the Titan student, student, student section. Student section always loud. Seven eighteen, I believe the sun has set. Impressive outing for Falkir, though. I'm impressed they made the, made the trip for Falkir County. They did make the journey. So one of our own, Vashawn McCants, the star quarterback, is in the building tonight. And I believe he's on the sideline somewhere. Yes, he is on the, he's on the track talking to Mr. Joe Fleming, the athletic director, and most likely cheering on. This Titan offense as they mourn his loss, if you will. <laughs> Titans in the spread formation here. First down and 10 from the 38. Takes a nap to give to Webster right away. Webster's hit immediately from the back. He gets back to the line of scrimmage. Going to bring up a second down and 10. To remind you, this is DHS Press Network, and you're listening to Kevin DiDomenico and Wyatt Krieger. It's 7 to nothing here in Titans Stadium. 4.22 to go in the first quarter. Vashon the Towson defensive back. Just one of the few, one of the many Division One athletes um, for football Dominion has produced. One of the more explosive guys we've seen, along with DeAndre Reeves here that came through this field. Jarman takes a snap back to pass, looking. It's a screen play that's broken down. He runs to the near side. He's hit, and he breaks a tackle down to the 40-yard line. Now running the far side, and he's hit. Now in the backfield, he's sacked down at the 39-yard line. It's a sack. It's going to bring up a third and 14. 
That has been one problem with Jarman that we've seen so far in the first three weeks. A little bit of an indecisiveness, Kevin. Yeah. That's a play that Vashawn McCann, that's a Vashawn McCann's type play there, yeah. but he would just, he would do crazy things with his legs. <laughs> Jarman, his teammates talk about how much confidence, he needs to have more confidence in himself. Offense coordinator Coach Holland talked about that too. The confidence aspect is huge when playing the quarterback position. Third and 12 here at the 39. Spread formation, big play for the Titans. He takes a snap, back pass, looking. Steps up in the pocket, throws deep down the field to Trey Hayes, and he's got him down to the sideline. Hayes breaks a tackle down to the 15. He's being dragged down to the 10-yard line. Reaches the ball out. Another great throw by Jarman, and what a, what a presence to step up in the pocket, and yep, he's getting celebrated by his teammates, Trey Hayes. The super sophomore, as uh, Coach Buck has called him. One of the best athletes at Dominion. 52 yards there. Jarman to Hayes down to the 11-yard line. First down and 10 Titans from the 11. That's the second big play we've seen, and I like how they're taking shots downfield too, Kevin. They are. They can chip away at that defense, but also being able to take shots and have the defense respect you, I guess, is crucial. Holland did talk about being methodical, but he also talked about taking his shots down the field and using his weapons more. I believe the Coach Buckwalter talked about it a lot, but the, the Panthers' defense is just so hard, mm -hmm. you know, to, to throw – throw deep on and make big plays on. Little red zone trip for the Titans. First down and 10 from the 11. Not just first and goal there. First down marker is at the one yard line. Here we go, spread formation. Jarman yelling out signals and he tosses to Wirtz. Wirtz cups off the field, down to the 10, down to the five, he's in, touchdown. What an explosive play from Alex Wirtz. He gets his third of the year, first of this game, and it's 13 to nothing. Titans lead, 2.53 to go in the first. Wirtz showing that quick and explosive ability he has. Made two great cuts there, Kevin. Just dusted two um, Fakir defenders. He looked like another player there. Mm-hmm. And after one quarter, they have really redeemed themselves, if you will. We'll talk about that right after they put the PAT in. Looks like Chris Adu's going to run onto the field in some confusion. <laughs> Hayes takes a snap. It's up and good. 14 to nothing now with 2.53 to go. Ramon Bloss has been money kicking field goals so far, Kevin. What a big performance here for the Titans offense in the first quarter. And Kevin, they really needed that after the slow uh, developing, off, uh, the slow game, slow performance they had last yeah. week. Not be able to score a touchdown. And all of a sudden, big plays from Trey Hayes, who really broke out there of his shell. He hadn't had much, hadn't had many touches until that one. And they obviously, George Richardson making big plays like always. They're going to need him big this season. Hayes, a guy Buck has raved about, his athleticism being so crucial, a two-sport athlete. He made players on defense. He had a big interception in the red zone last week against Potomac Falls, jumping over two defenders. And a great start for Dominion. It's community night, and they picked a good one here for the Titans. The younger cheerleaders getting mentored from the Dominion Varsity cheer team. 
And Ramon Bloss on the booted away from the 40-yard line with 2.53 to go here in the first. It's another squib kick, this time taken by Carson McCaster down to the far side, and he's hit big by Alex Wirtz at the 27-yard line. Special teams being an area Titans have excelled at so far this season, and Alex Wirtz with a booming hit on the Fauquier return man there. Two forty-nine here to go. Falcons trying to get something, something going for their offense. They started at the twenty-six yard line. I formation this time. One receiver to the left, one receiver to the right. It's a toss play to Kevin. I do not know his last name. Down to the twenty-eight yard line. Gain of three. John Trey Hayes on the tackle. Kevin Chavis. Interesting, we've got Isaiah Webster there um, back in that corner along with Kobe Clay. St Steve Zegbe has been getting most of the reps as Isaiah has dealt with um, a few injuries so far this season, but he's still a great press corner for Dominion's defense. Second and seven. Chavis in the backfield behind Iker. And they give to Chavis up the middle. He spins past a defender in the backfield, and he gets down to the 31-yard line. Going to bring up a third and about six. Chavis getting the handful of the carries there for the Titans. Or, I'm sorry, for the Falcons tonight. Jamari Robertson on the tackle. Joel Campos also involved in that play. And Coach Buckwalter raved about Joel Campos being so crucial to this defense. And he, he really showed it last week against Potomac Falls. Coach Buck called him a Division I-type talent. That he is, third and five, and probably the biggest play here for the Falcons so far. Titans crowd getting into it now. I formations, two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. It's a screen play, and right away is Isaiah Webster on the tackle. He does not let him get past one yard. That was Austin Parker. Great play by Isaiah Webster. Just shed the block by the receiver there and just made the tackle. Titans have a chance to blow this open here. If, they the, really do the ball here back. in the first quarter. Fourth and four, and there's Mullins, the guy who does it all, on to punt it away. 104 to go in counting in the first quarter. It's 14 to nothing, Titans lead. Mullins takes a snap, he kicks it away, Ooh. and he's had some good punts. It's to the far side, and it gets a Falcons roll. All the way down to the Titans' own 24-yard line with 47 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Joel, Camp Joel Campos shaking his head as he comes off the field there. He came as close as you can get to a blocked punt there, Kevin. It's a 43-yard punt there from Mullins. Let's keep this rhythm going for this Dominion offense. How about it? How about it? <laughs> First down and 10 at the 24-yard line. Spread formation here for the Titans. This time it's John Trey Hayes to the far side wide receiver. And George Richardson to the other far side. It's a screen play to John Trey Hayes. A big block there from Kavinsky as Trey Hayes runs past the defender down to the 37-yard line. First down gain of 12. And it was a screen pass. Jarman had to make a long throw for Kevin and Kyle Kavinsky back in the game after that shoulder injury. And if he didn't make that block to free up Trey Hayes, uh, there would have been some trouble there for the Titans. So Kavinsky back from his injury. 
And makes a big play there for Trey Hayes. Gain of 12 there for the Titans. That's Kyle Kavinsky showing his blocking ability at put him at 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 tight end at tight end the tight end position. First down and ten from the thirty-seven. Titans trying to get one big play before the quarter ends. Spread formation here. Jarman barking out signals. Takes snap at the screen play to Pierre. This time to the far side. Pierre spins past his defender, and it's a nothing doing there. Loses seven. Pierre might have been better off just diving forward here as the first quarter comes to an end. Titans up 14-0. And that's the end of the first quarter. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is DHS Press Network. You're listening to Titan Football on the DHS Press Network. DHSPress.com. All the news Titans need to know. That's DHSPress.com. So we get ready to start the second quarter here. Titans a great outing on offense and defense. All three, all three phases of the ball if you want to count special teams too because they have played great there as well. Who's caught your eye here in this first quarter it's on been, the Titans offense? It's been Thomas Jarman. Thomas yeah. Jarman has looked very poised. He showed a few a little bit of panic on the first on the first drive and a few plays after that. But other than that, he's, he's stepped up in the pocket. I think he's gone through his progressions pretty well. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing a different quarterback, Kevin. We are. You, you got to give some credit to Trey Hayes, though, making some big plays. Um, the big one down the sideline for 48 yards and then the screenplay just now for 12. Uh, you got to have other receivers stepping in other than George Richardson. And they do have a plethora of receivers, Kevin. They just have to get them the ball in different ways. So they switch sides of the field. Same downs, though, second and 13 for the Titans at the 39-yard line. Beginning of the second quarter here, 14 to nothing. Titans lead. Spread formation for Jarman and the Titans. Jarman yells out signals, puts his mouth guard back in. Now takes a snap back to pass, looking, looking. He throws over the middle. He's got a man in Wurtz. Wurtz down to the 50-yard line, makes cut. Now down to the near side, down to the 45, down to the 40. He has a lane, and he steps out of bounds at the 33-yard line. Big play there, Wurtz. Wurtz was left wide open there. Looked like a Blown coverage by the Falkier Falcons. He just seeked, seek, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Kevin? He found. He, he leaked out of the backfield. He leaked there. out of the backfield. <laughs> that he, that he did. Little yeah. angle route, and he was able to make a lot out of that play. Jarman dumped it off to him for 32 yards, and the first down down to the 33 yard line. Titans now really a chance to break it open here and go up three scores. First down and 10 from the 33. Same spread formation here for the Titans. Jarman takes snap. It's a toss play to Webster along the far side. Webster, speedy guy, and he runs over defender down to the 30. Then he keeps going. Seven yards there. Isaiah Webster, big play. That's the explosiveness we haven't seen from him yet this season, Kevin. He has been dealing with a lot of injuries, like I said before, but he's a really good athlete. One of the many on this Titans football team, and... He's got great speed as well, and he showed some of his speed and strength a lot of that is on speed that run. Along the edge, I mean, not many guys can do that and just beat everyone to the far side of the field, which you got to look to him on the far side of the field. When he's, when he's running the ball, I'll run him to the far side of the field every time. He can outrun everyone. Second and four there. Spread formation again for the Titans. They've done it a lot of times in a row. A lot of, and <laughs> Jarman is sacked in the backfield. He had pressure on him right away. And the Falkir Falcons came with a blitz. And the Titans have been going with the spread formation there quite a bit. Quite a bit, Kevin. And it looks like on that play, Jarman was just backpedaling. And 
Pressure sort of arrived abruptly for on him. Was looking was looking at some receivers downfield though. Although the Titans have been great on offense, they have that's a third sack they've left up here with ten and a half minutes to go in the half. Third and fifteen now. For the Titans, they go to the spread again. Trey Hayes to the near side, wide out. Richardson to the far side. Kavinsky and Pierre in the slot receiver positions. Jarman takes a snap. He throws to the far side in Richardson. Richardson has a seam, cuts to the middle of the field, breaks a few tackles. It takes a whole bunch of Falcons to bring him down, and it's going to bring a fourth down. Let's see what they do here. I see a chance being taken on this fourth and eight play. They have, the, they do, yeah, I do see that, Kevin. They have field position on their side. Jarman, 7-for-7 seven seven with 200 yards and two touchdowns, although with the two sacks, Kevin. Impressive stat line for Jarman. Impressive. It's really a great recovery from last week, 10-for-18, 58 yards, and one interception. So let's see what they do here. They are going to go for it. Not going to test the leg of, of uh, Ramon Blas. Ramon Blas for with a 48-yarder. Not just there yet. Not there just yet. Fourth and eight for the Titans spread formation again. Jarman takes a snap. He's looking, looking, steps up. He scrambles out to the near side. Now running, now throws down the field. He's got Kyle Kavinsky first down. What a play for the Titans. What a, what a job to extend the play from Thomas Jarman. It looked like he was about to take his fourth sack, Kevin, and he rolled out right, threw it into a tight window to Kyle Kavinsky, and Kyle Kavinsky making a great catch right at the sticks. That's the best that's play I've, I've seen from Jarman all year, just the ability to get out of the pocket and really make a play. Really is. Showing some arm, arm strength there with the yeah. low velocity too, Kevin. First down and 10 here from the 23-yard line. Fortins, sorry, Titans with a 14 to nothing lead with 9.21 to go in the half. Great sign so far from Jarman. First down and 10 from the 22. Titans threatening for a third time. Jarman looking, he throws deep up to George. It's a lob play. George Richardson comes down with it at the goal line. Touchdown. Touchdown Titans. Richardson with his second of the day. George Richardson. Thomas Jarman to George Richardson. Jarman threw it up there in the near side at the goal line. What a play. A lot of times that's all you really need to do, Kevin. We say that over and over again, but you just need to give him a chance, and he's going to come down with it. And the Titans really taking advantage of these small Falkier uh, defensive backs. Yeah. And George Richardson's able to just outman these defensive backs for fuck here. It's almost as if the des these defensive backs are just saying, there's nothing I can do about that. He's just bigger and stronger. George Richardson with four catches, 129 yards and two touchdowns. A crazy impressive stat line as Bloss puts it up and in. But There's a flag. There's a flag down. And it's on the defense. Looks like it's going to be declined. They could take advantage of this, Kevin, and maybe – Go with Good the call. advancing yards and Good go call. for two there, but I don't see why they would have to do that. The flag is waved off. And the Titans still just standing there. Oh, it's going to be a re-kick, I think. They're going to kick it again. Nice. 20 to nothing here in the second quarter. 9-13 to go. And the Titans with a... Offensive explosion as Bloss puts it up and good. This just goes to show you how much, how great the Potomac Falls defense was stopping this, this excellent receiving core of the Titans. It does, Kevin, and it also shows you, I think, how great this Titans offense can be, Kevin. Um, they've just, he's, Jarman's been distributing it to all of his weapons. You've seen catches from Pierre, you've seen catches from Kavinsky, Hayes, and Richardson, and you've seen catches by. Uh, 
Alex Wirtz in the backfield too, so a lot of weapons at his disposal and great movement by the offense so far. Big plays here, and big things going around the Titan community. Congratulations to Omar Algab, the DHS Press Athlete of the Week. Go to dhspress.com to read more about how Omar led the Titans to their first ever team win at the Judges Invitational. Omar, fast guy. Cross-country runner. I know your mom coaches him up pretty well, Kevin. All right. That drive was seven, seven plays, three minutes and 33 seconds, 76 yards. And what a drive it was. 21 to nothing. 9.13 to go here. Dominion crowd just getting louder as Bloss kicks it away. It's a squib kick again. There is a flag down. Looks like someone jumped on the Titans. Kicking unit. Titans really been able to play a complete game here. We haven't seen that this season. We have not. And, yep, looked like it was offsides on the kick kicking team. They're going to move them back a few yards. Moving them back to the 35-yard line, which I believe is where they used to kick from, right? I don't know. They, they kick from their <laughs> NFL, right? NFL and college, they kick from the 35. Oh, yeah. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Bad joke <laughs> there from you, Wyatt. From the 35-yard line, Bloss, squib kick away deep to number 28. And he comes around the near side, and a big hit from Alex Wirtz at the 34-yard line. Second big hit we've seen from Wirtz on special teams right here. A guy who just loves to hit, loves to hit people. He'll run right through you, too. He's a truck. Kevin Chavis on the return there. Doing it all there so far. Fakir hasn't really involved the big play guy, Dakari Mullins, as much as I think they want to. Um, Iker really hasn't gotten the ball much to him. It's been a lot of runs to Chavis from, from what we've seen so far up here in the booth. It has been interesting to see Isaiah Webster play more and more now on, on defensive Iker back. takes a snap back to pass, looking. He throws deep to the far side. He's got a man open and a big hit, not before the damage is done. Trey Hayes on the tackle, and that was Austin Parker. Big gain of 16 yards there. First down at the 49 of the Titans. Parker there looked like he was able to find a soft spot in the Titans' zone defense. Great throw by, by Iker there. Although it wasn't the prettiest ball, it got to him right on his body. Iker, the star athlete at fuck here, if you will. Um, Robert Creamer has moved, is coming to the game as a defensive back, and Kobe Clay has moved to safety. So Creamer in at the near side cornerback. I think Richardson is out now. We'll get you an update on that. Iker takes a snap back to pass spread formation there for the Falcons. He steps up, and he is sacked by the Titans' defense. It looked like Jimmy Crist and Joel Campos on that play, Kevin. They will, get, they will each get half a sack there, but it looks like he got, he got back to the line of scrimmage. Second and ten. Here with 8.16 and counting to go, 21 to nothing. Titans have used only one of their timeouts in Fuck Here with all three, which could come up big here if we get late into this, into this first half and Fuck Here needs some more time. Spread formation again. Ball on the far side of the field. And it's a swing play to number 20, Austin Parker. Jet sweep there, and Joel Campos gets him in the backfield for eight yards of a loss. Flashbacks to last Friday, Kevin. Um, they saw the running back in motion. It looked like they knew where that play was going from the start, and Joel Campos just blew it up. Again, such a crucial part to this defense is Campos. 
Austin Parker getting early touches along with Kevin Chavis. So it is, it is interesting to see Richardson down on the bench. He might just be getting some rest. We don't want to speculate here. We don't. He may just be getting some rest, as you said, but we'll get you an update on that. Third and a whole bunch. 18, I believe. Iker back to pass. Looking. He throws deep to the far side, and he's got Mullins. Picked off. And it he's was picked, off. picked off. Picked off by Trey Hayes. Deceiving play there. Mullins dove for the ball, and Hayes caught it. You know, not the worst throw by Iker there, but Trey Hayes flying across the field at, at free safety and just making a great interception. Trey Hayes make, has made three big plays so far for Dominion. Again, a good throw there by Iker, but Hayes just made an excellent play to come all the way across the field and make the interception. Titans are going to take over at the, their own 21-yard line with 7-11 to go in the half. Richardson is in the game. He was not... He was not injured. I think he, he was just getting a rest, Kevin. And that's good to do in this game, which is a three-score game at the moment. At the 21-yard line, Kavinsky in motion, and they give to Kavinsky along the near side. And he finds a seam, breaks two tackles, and he breaks three tackles down to the 29-yard line, gets seven there. Good run there from Kavinsky. Kavinsky, huge guy to tackle, the 6'3", senior. Delaware lacrosse commit, Kevin. He is. Tackle made by Joshua Kenny, and he's quite the athlete. Coach Carl Buckwalter called him the best at Dominion, which is, which is definitely debatable. Kid's, kid's quite the athlete. He's lanky, lengthy, I'm sorry. High praise, though, nonetheless, Kevin, from his head coach. Meanwhile, the Titans with second and three from the 29-yard line. Falcon shuffling on defense. Jarman takes a snap. He's got backside pressure flushed out to the far side, and he's going to take off and run. Breaks down a defender at the first down marker. He gets more down to the 40-yard line and down to the 44-yard line. He's hit out of bounds. And a big run there from Jarman running all over the Falcons' defense. Yeah, Jarman more and more again showing his mobility, showing his ability to run. Last three Titans quarterbacks have been able to do that, and Jarman just continued the tradition. Pushed out by Elijah Ramey. Elijah's first tackle of the day. Six twenty to go. Twenty-one to nothing. Titans lead. Trying to extend to that lead. Titans crowd getting loud now. Four, first down and ten at the forty-two. Same spread formation. They haven't gone to the eye in a while. Bad snap for Jarman. He steps up and he's going to take off again. He slides and he's hit a little bit late. Gets two on the play. No, no call. Going to bring up a second and eight. Tackle made by Cole Anderson, the senior. Anderson 5'7", stands 5'7", and as does much of this Falkir team, they, they don't They have not, they they do lack not have height. much size. They yes, lack Kevin. height. Second and eight at the 45-yard line, 545 to go here in this first half. 21 to nothing, Titans lead. Second and eight. Spread formation again. Jarman, he gives right up the middle to Isaiah Webster, who bounces it outside. He's got the first down and more. There he goes down to the 40. Speedy guy down to the 30. He breaks the tackle. 20, 10, 5, touchdown. Isaiah Webster. What a run. What an explosive play. He ran over defender at the 25-yard line. And Isaiah Webster tacking on. 27 to nothing now. The Titans lead. If you're the Titans, you could not be playing much better on offense right now, Kevin. And... Again, we see Isaiah Webster coming back off an injury and showing that explosiveness. 
He's another crucial part of this team. One thing Dominion has shown today is that they do have some depth. Coach Buck has been cr critical on their, their depth aspect of their team, but they've shown it. They've been able to take Richardson off out of some plays. Everyone's shown a little something today as Bloss kicks it up and good through the uprights. 5.27 to go. A quick scoring drive there for the Titans, and it is 28 to nothing. Titans lead. One thing I have noticed, Kevin, is they made a little offensive line change. Jake Whipple is starting at center. Hasn't seemed hasn't been a problem so far for Jarman. He's gotten gotten the ball to him well. As Mr. Hicks gives Vashawn McCants a sh shout out on the PA. Real leader move over here I see on the sideline as you see Alec, or I'm sorry, Isaiah Webster uh, really spent from that big touchdown run. You see, as, uh, I'm sorry, J.D. Pierre come over and give him a high five and pick him up a little bit. Uh, J.D. Pierre walking along that sideline and showing his leadership, uh, talking to every guy, pumping every guy up. And it's a 28 to nothing game here with 5.27 to go. Ramon Bloss on to kick it away. Trevor Carlin signaling. So oh. they can't get another... Penalty, oh. and it's a crazy play there. The <laughs> Titans recover. Bounces off a Fakir defender right into Ramon Voss's arms. I have never seen that. It hit off. Unintentional, Kevin. He was trying to squib it, and it was a laser. It looked like it went right off the hands of a Fakir kick returner. Everything on going the, front the line. Titans' way. <laughs> Landed right in Le Ramon Voss's lap. I have never seen that. <laughs> So, Mr. Hicks gave the <laughs> recovery to George Richardson, but it was actually Ramon Bloss. At the 44-yard line, the Titans take over from the I formation. They give up the middle to Wirtz. Wirtz finds a seam flag on the play. He gets the first down and more. Gets 11 down to the 44-yard line. Tackle made by a whole bunch of Falcons led by Ethan Bayou, the 5'7 junior. Talk about that last drive for the Titans before that crazy onside kick, if you will, Kevin. Another quick one, four plays, a minute 44 and 78 yards, Kevin. They've, been, they've just shown all aspects of their offense, Kevin. Four straight drives, drives with a touchdown after the first drive um, becoming a turnover and downs. So 5.18 to go. Twenty-eight to nothing. Who would have thought the Titans with an offensive explosion and Coach Holland must be pretty – Proud of his offensive unit right now. Maybe in the future, getting some, some backups in here as the Falcons take a timeout. So our original spotter up here, Ryan Flynn, has left us tonight. And he's taken a day off, if you will. Go to DHSPress.com to learn who brought history teacher David Bell to Dominion from Seneca Ridge. Mr. Bell is loved by many students at Seneca Ridge and Dominion. DHS Press, all the news Titans need to know, Kevin. As you look at this game, Kevin, I think what else do you think this Titans team can build on? Um, I know it's a blowout right now, but what do you think they can build on 
going forward in the second half. I think you can still learn some things, right? Well, I think they can get other guys some looks. Uh, I mean, if this game gets out of hand late in the second half, you got to get you got to get other other guys some some looks as you might see them later in the game due to injury later in the season due to injuries. I'm sorry. So, I mean, you got to build on this great mm -hmm. offensive start here for the Titans as they get ready to go back out from the 35-yard line. Jarman's been doing great. Richardson is performing as he should. Um, and it's and it's it's a great look here for the Titans offense. So far, the defense has, hasn't been recognized much, much, but so far it's a shutout here. 15 minutes into this game. 5.04 to go here in the first half. Spread formation they give to Kobe Clay. Clay runs over a defender and down. He gets about two yards. It's going to bring up a second and 18 as there was a holding penalty on the previous play. Kev, you talk about getting those backups in. That all contributes to the depth um, Titans need to have. Depth so crucial in, in football. If you look at all the successful pro teams, the Patriots, they just build build their teams on depth. Next man up mentality, Kevin. That it is. Second and 18 here for the Titans. Second and 17, I'm sorry. Same spread formation here. Trey Hayes to the far side. Trevor Carlin now to the near side receiver. Richardson not in. They give to Alex Wirtz where he's running, bounces it outside Ooh. of the near side, and he breaks the tackle down to the 45. Spins now down to the 50. Wurtz with an ankle-breaking move right there on number 12. Wurtz really has shown Anderson. his shiftiness, Kevin. He is. He's As we talked about earlier, he's a slippery guy. Just as Chavis is for the Falcons, he gets about 10 yards there. It's going to bring up a manageable third and five. Third and four, I'm sorry, from the 50-yard line at midfield. You look at the Titans' game plan offensively, Kevin. Well, so far, if you look at that, Kyle Kavinsky and Trevor Carlin switching position has, positions has worked out real well. Especially in the run game, Kyle has blocked really well. Absolutely, as you see right here, Kavinsky to the slot receiver far side and Carlin to the wide out. Jarman takes a snap, and there is a stoppage in play here. Flag down. Looks like there might be an injury. No, just referee stoppage. No, yeah, so no flag. There was just a stoppage, official timeout. Third and four. On community night, the Titans putting on quite the show and in our second broadcast. Third and four, t Jarman takes a snap and he's going to take off up the middle. He's get the first down and more running to the far side. And he runs out of bounds at the 36. It was actually the near side, I'm sorry, towards our sideline. A nice run there from Jarman just to find a soft spot in this zone defense of the Falcons. Kevin, that might be the fourth or fifth time we've seen him step up, avoid pressure, and Get some chunk yardage there through the through the ground game, Kevin. As Jarman is wearing yellow under his jersey for suicide prevention. It is suicide prevention month, September. I'm wearing my ribbon on my pullover here. First down and ten from the 36-yard line. 28 to nothing. Titans lead. 3:16 to go in the half. Titans trying to tack onto this lead. It's a design screenplay, and Jarman doesn't do it. He finds something to do there, and he gets to Trey Hayes, who makes a cut at the 25-yard line, now down to the 20 on the far side, down to the 15, 10, 5, dives to the end zone. It's a touchdown. What a play there, a design screen. Jarman able to make a play. Jarman looks confused there, but just what a play there by and Jarman. Now. It was a screenplay, yes, like you said, Kevin, and it got blown up, and Trey Hayes just... Improvised there, and so did Jarman. Rolling left and was able to get the ball to him. As Wurtz is pumping up this crowd, Dominion with a great outing 
on uh, with the student section. Jarman with his fourth touchdown through the air, and what an explosive night. As the Titans tack on, it's going to be 35 to nothing. The extra point is up and good. Jarman has not thrown an incomplete pass yet. He is 10 for 10 with 264 yards and four touchdowns. Wyatt, we're looking at a historic night for Jarman. I'm, I'm sure he's, he's quite near his, his record. He is actually. That is his record for touchdown passes in a varsity game. Kevin, I want to be looking at the Titans record for completion percentage because he has been so efficient tonight, Kevin. He's been putting the ball right where it needs to be. And even when there's nothing there, just as that play you saw, he's making something out of nothing. Trey Hayes gets his first touchdown of the night, and he's worthy of it. He's been making big plays all night with 3.01 to go here. 35 push-ups for the DHS Press Editor-in-Chief, Grace Abrahamian. And she struggled on those last five, <laughs> I, have to say, I have to say. You can't help but notice. That score and drive. Five plays, 59 yards, 2 minutes and 24 seconds, Kevin. They've done quick. They've drawn the scoring drives out a little bit. They've done everything tonight, Kevin. Nothing more but an excitable atmosphere here in Titan territory. 3.01 to go in the half. Titans with a 30 commanding 35 to nothing lead, and it's another squib kick. Not the same as last time. Number 28 takes it from the 20-yard line, cuts up the field, breaks a tackle, and breaks the second tackle down to the 30-yard line, now down to the 35 near the far side, down to the 40. Breaks another tackle down to the 50-yard line. It's going to be Ramon Bloss again. He's been making some big plays. Flag down on the play, some extracurricular activity. He's been making some big plays on the kickoffs. Yeah, he made a few tackles in the, the first and second game, Kevin, and Bloss not afraid to hit someone as the kicker, which you don't see too often. Reminds me a bit of the Penn State kicker. Is that it? That is it. The big of. guy who likes to uh, lay some wood, if you will. A holding penalty now is going to negate the return, I guess. Take the Falcons back 10 yards. Down to the 40-yard line. The return was down to the 50. It's a push in the back, Kevin, I okay, think. Okay, it was a block in the back. As you a see, Alfton on these kickoff returns. Yeah. So 2.49 to go here. Falcons trying to get something. And a big stop for the Titans to keep their shutout alive here in the first half. From the 40-yard line. I formation. And it's Iker who gives to Chavis. Chavis running the far side now cuts up the field. And he's hit ball out. Ball is out. Titans recover. And we'll see if he was down already. Some chippiness there going on here. Looks like the refs ruled him down. Chavis, the feature back for the Falcons, has looked really explosive tonight, Kevin. He's been shifty. It's been hard to tackle. He's been the only bright spot, if you will, for this Falcons offense. I believe that was Chris Adu who forced that. Adu, a guy getting his first chance to start this year as a senior campaign. He's done a great job filling in as a middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. Looking like the Titans coming with a blitz on Iker, and they give to Chavis up the middle. Chavis finds a little seam, and he gets three there, a manageable third down coming up for the Falcons as we approach the essential two-minute warning. Clock does not stop as it goes right past two minutes, third and three at the 47-yard line. Jamari Robertson, Robertson on the tackle. Third and three, big play for the Falcons as they try to get on the board here. Late in the first half, 
Spread formation. Iker calling out signals. Iker takes a snap. He's back to pass. Looks, looks, looks. He's got all day. Throws over the middle. It's complete. A big hit there from George Richardson. First down at the Titans 40-yard line. That's Dakari Mullins getting involved there. Coach Buckwalter stressed that Mullins is a big play guy. Kevin, in great protection by that Falcons offensive line. Um, Iker was really able to settle down and step up into his throw. And what a, what a catch, too, by Mullins there. Alex Wirtz and George Richardson in on that hit. A big hit from the two of them, and Mullins stayed in there. He's going to come right back in here. A twins formation to the far side of the field. Iker takes a snap. It's a play-action fake. He's looking. He throws, and he throws it away. Iker throws it way onto the track as there's 105 to go here, I'm sorry, in the first half. Steve Zegbe back in the game. Looks like they're just rotating guys in the secondary here. Good to get fresh legs on the field, Kevin. It is, but this is a big stop for the Titans to keep this shutout alive. I think you empty your bench a little bit as you get in the second half and maybe early into the fourth quarter. Second down and 10 from the 40-yard line. It's Steve Zegbe on the near side cornerback. Iker takes a snap. He's rolling to the near side. He throws. A good throw there. Ooh. Hits number 80 right in the numbers. Ryder Sabruno. And he just drops it. A nice throw there from Iker. Iker showing his ability to roll run. the throw on the run, like you said. Receiver's got to come down with that ball, Kevin. 101 now to go. A third and 10. And a huge play here for the Falcons. Third and 10. Iker takes a snap. He's looking. It's a screen play to Dakari Mullins. Mullins finds a seam up the middle. There he goes, and he's right near the sticks. It's a gain of 9 or 10. Falcons bu building some confidence as they, it looks like they're going to take a timeout. But they are building some confidence here, Kevin. Yeah, um, solid play there from Mullins. So they're getting Mullins involved a little bit. And the Mullins Chavis, I'm sorry, the Mullins Chavis, Chavis duo there. Can cause some damage on the fourth and one play. We'll see what they do. I think they're going to go for it. They don't have the field goal leg, I don't believe, to make that to make that happen. So 52 seconds to go, fourth and one. And what do you think the Falcons should do here? Um, I think they should give it to Chavez. He's been a pretty consistent back for them, and they've been, giving, they've been giving him the ball a lot, Kevin. But I think if the Falcons want to get back into this game, they're going to have to score quick. They do get the ball to start the second half. But we have seen no signs in them moving this Titans defense as they try to preserve the, their second shutout, Kevin. They are. They Falcons, if they can punch one in here, it keeps them at least a little bit in the game so they have the ball and some momentum going into the second half. As they line up in the I formation, Chavez in the backfield here, trips to the right, and it's a QB sneak. Iker takes himself. He gets the first down. There's a flag on the play. I, I think someone jumped off sides. And... Iker slow to get up there. I think someone landed on him hard. And it's going to be on the offense. Looked like maybe a legal formation there. Okay. But big hit. Uh, it was fourth down and one. And now it's going to be like fourth down and six, Kevin. Justin Mann on the tackle, I believe. So it's going to be a m more of a pass look as the clock winds down. Fourth and five. Here we go. Iker. Looking, looking, he throws, and it's picked off, picked off by Kyle. Oh, oh pick Kyle Kavinsky 
drops the ball. He had possession there for a bit. Kyle put in the defensive end position, and he read that all the way. He had it in his hands, and it just looked like he lost it. Stumbling down, and that's a tough play there for Kavinsky. As the Titans are going to take over, he had the end zone. He saw it in his, in his sights. He looked up, and then he dropped the ball there. But a tough play there for Kavinsky. And no, so it's going to be interesting to see here, Kevin, if the Titans are going to just knee it and head into the half or try to score again and really put this Falcons team away for here? good. I think they're going to try to score. They've, been, they've shown the ability to just make big plays all night, and it looks like they will. That they will do. They line up in the spread formation here. Jarman in the shotgun with Wirtz next to him. Two receivers to the left, one receiver to the right. Jarman takes snap. It's a little errand. Back to pass. He's looking. He's got pressure right away. Stumbles, and he's going to take off and run. There he goes. Past the markers, down to the 40-yard line. Hits from behind, and he gets nine there. What a play as he got out of the sack, and he made something big out of it. Timeout. Titans, they take their first of the half. That's Franco Camarco on the tackle. You do have to think about here, Kevin, if the Titans can put a score on the board, if they start resting some guys, keeping some guys healthy, they do have a big South Lakes game, Kevin. Um, the 6A state runner-ups. A, te a team a lot of the players have circled on their schedule for, for some time now. A huge game coming up, yeah, next week. Talk a little bit about Coach Buck on his defense. He really stresses... I mean, that, that, that's what he does. That's his forte, if you will. And what do you think he's changed from Clark County uh, and to Potomac Falls and, and this game? They gave up, what was it, 39 points against Clark County, Kevin? And that's not okay. You're not going to win much high school football games if you're giving up that much points. And no. I think he's really stressed getting in condition. They've worked on that a lot um, the past two weeks with, with Miss Hines being a their strength and conditioning coach. He's really seen a bigger role. Well, we sat down with Coach Carl Buckwalter this week, and he had quite a bit to say about Coach Amanda Hines, their strength and conditioning coach, and he raved about her ability to get these guys in condition. And as they are paper thin, they got to they gotta be in condition, in good condition to keep on running. Spread formation here for the Titans. Jarman back to pass. He's looking, flushed out to the far side. Still looking, still looking, and he's going to take off and run. He's dragged down. To the 47-yard line. Tackle made by Franco Camarco, who's been all over the field. 14 seconds and counting. That interview with Coach Carl Buckwalter, we will have at halftime. We also caught up with the offensive coordinator, Coach Holland, and Joel Campos, who played a big part and is playing a big part in the Titans' defense last week and this week. 14 seconds to go. We'll see what the Titans do here. At the 47-yard line. Maybe a Hail Mary, Kevin. We will see. They do line up with the spread formation. Second and 10. Jarman calling out signals and audible to his offense. And it's a toss play to Webster. Webster gets it along the far side. He finds a seam down to the 50. Now down to the 40. Breaks up field down to the 33-yard line with nine seconds to go. And the Titans are going to call another timeout. They're getting quite, they're getting into field goal range here. Tommy Shrank on the tackle. And are they going to test the leg of Bloss? Bloss, I see stretching out on the sideline. Looks like they've used their last timeout, Kevin. With six seconds to go, I don't know if they, I don't know if they no, take they another have, shot. Oh, they do have one they more. They have one timeout. But time is definitely becoming a factor with six, six seconds to go. And, Kevin, you talked about Buckwalter improving that defense. I mean, 
You also have to attribute that to some players coming back from injury, like Joel Campos, like Chris Adu, and Isaiah Webster now. Yeah, exactly. Just who weren't with us. Who weren't with us against Clark County. Yeah, that, just, that just speaks to the depth the Titans need to have if they want to be successful. So the offense is going back on the field after that timeout. First down and 10. We'll see what they do. It looks like it's they're not bringing the kick team on. At the 33-yard line, Titans with the first and, first and 10. Spread formation. Richardson alone, look for him here on the near side. And the Falkier Falcons safety is playing deep at the 14-yard the line in caution of Richardson's big plays. Jarman takes the snap back to pass. He's looking Richardson's side. He steps up, and he does throw to Richardson. In double coverage, Richardson up Ooh. and over the defender, and he nearly makes a catch. Good defense there. By number 21, just Joshua Kenny. And that was a great play, Kevin, as this half, this half comes to an end. Great throw by Jarman, but great play by number 21. Joshua Kenny on that play. Coming up at the halftime show, we caught up with Coach Carl Buckwalter, Joel Campos, and Coach Offensive Coordinator Coach Holland, which helped quite a bit as the Titans with a commanding 35 to nothing lead heading into the second half. We'll be back. Coach, thank you for joining us. We're joined by Coach Carl Buckwalter. Big win last week, Coach. Oh, yeah, it was a huge win for us. We haven't beat Potomac Falls uh, since 2013. They seem to have our number. Um, but we knew it was going to be a, a defensive struggle. Uh, we haven't really solved the riddle of Potomac Falls defense. Um, but ours came to play, and uh, you know, only need three points. It's, it's a big win. So how are you guys able to, you know, shut down the run attack, which you guys did a great job of, uh, of the Panthers, and how do you plan to do that against Falkir? Well, shutting pot, uh, pot falls down is no easy task. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we, we as a staff watch a lot of film, mm -hmm. and we found a tendency, so mm -hmm. we solved that riddle, I think, pretty well. And we, like I tell the kids, we, I give you the answers to the test. Yeah. So just use them. Um, and so we just practiced the different schemes and the kids executed, and we, we knew where the ball was going every single time. It wasn't yeah. hard. So uh, you know, that's one thing. And then Falkir's different, um, is different because they got guys that can really scoop. They have uh, their version of George, our George, is uh, number two. He's a deep threat. He's got moves. He can run. Um, he's got super hands, so um, he's going to be – a tall task force, and they have uh, number 28 who can shoot. Um, he's got all the moves in number 23, and they got another guy, number 12, um, who's, a, who's just a tough, tough kid. So um, they got some weapons. And it's gonna be, uh, they're going to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. All right, Coach. So you talked about that defensive line a little bit, stopping that run. How big was getting Joel Campos back? Oh, it's huge. I mean, Joe, Joel, in my, in my opinion, is a, um, is a Division One type kid, and he played like it. I mean, when he's out, it's noticeable. So whenever you you know you have a, one of your better offensive and defensive linemen is out, I mean, you, it's a hole to fill. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, our young guys did the best the best they could and gave them a lot of experience from down the road, but, you know, it's nothing like you got to have the real thing. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of the players talked to us heading into last week how from Clark County they – you guys have focused on conditioning a lot. Did you notice a mm -hmm. big difference in 
uh, your guys in shape against Pitbull Falls, and have you continued to stress that? We have. We brought. Um, I mean, Miss Hines has visited um, our our practices a lot more frequently since then. And if you guys didn't know, she's our strength and mm -hmm. conditioning. She yep. does a tremendous, tremendous job. So she's implemented uh, her stuff in in our program that much more, and it's paying dividends. And the guys have bought it. I mean, they know they were out of shape. I mean, I'm a realist. Yeah. They were really. We haven't done much, and that's partly because of them, and it's partly because of the elements. We've been chased out of you know our practice field and inside, and there's really nowhere to go. So, um, you know, now that we're back on track, you know, it's starting to starting to pay dividends for for us. But yeah, you know, the other kids are going both ways too. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things. But that's not why I was I was not really mad at the conditioning. I was more mad at the uh, the undisciplined actions that we had in Clark County. I mean, we can't do those things. Little things turn into big, yeah. into big losses. So has the feeling in the locker room and around the practice field changed since you went against Potomac Falls? Well, it's, it's game, got us our, our little swagger back. Yeah. And I say little because only, we've only won one game. Mm -hmm. So, But beating Pot Falls when you haven't beat them in football in, since 2013, they pretty much owned us. You know, I mean, even though the game's been close, I mean, so, you know, it's, in the 14 it was 27 nothing, and 15 it was 7-6 then, and then yeah. last year it was 15-8 to eight or 15-7. to seven, and, and, But, you know, Pot Falls for here is Pot Falls. You know, it's bragging rights, and it's the Kings of Sterling, and all that goes with it. So, so we all know the defense played really well um, last Friday. Where do you think the offensive side could have improved? Well, like I said, it... it we got to be able to execute our plays, but we have not, at least in five years, okay, I'll go back five years, solved the pot falls riddle. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. Because they play a 3 5. Yeah. You know, our George is not getting, nobody's getting deep on them. I mean, their safeties are 15 to 20 yards. They want you the illusion of go ahead and throw it deep. You're not getting behind us. And then they stick these people in the flats, and they're very disciplined, and they sit there. So we're not getting outside. And you're not going deep. Yep. So we got to become more patient to do our hooks, our curls, you know, our stop balls and things like that. And, you know, in an offense, if you get behind the eight ball, if you get a penalty, now you're first and 15 or something. So you're looking mm -hmm. to, for big plays, and they're not going to be there against them. Coach, what do you see as your biggest challenge this week? I know you mentioned some guys uh, on fuck here that can – that can do some damage, but for for the Dominion Titans, what do you think is the biggest challenge for you guys as a team? The biggest thing, because I'm a more defensive-oriented guy. I always believe in stops, mm -hmm. and I think our de our offense will feed off our defense, and we got to get the initial stops to show that we can handle Falkier. Yeah. Um, and once we do that, and we start getting the short field, then I think in, in, you know we have some success, and we get a you know touchdown here. Or, or, field goals and things start to go, I think, um, you know, we'll be in a great situation. But even against, I, as you guys saw, against Pot Falls, we never had a short field. Not really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yep. even at the end of the game, we, we got to get two first downs or <laughs> yeah. it's over. You, yeah. know, we, you know, they had the short field. So we got to flip the script, so to speak, and get the short field for once. Awesome. Well, th Coach, thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Also joined joined by us is Coach Holland. Coach, thank you for joining us. Hi, how's it going, guys? So, Coach, 
it was a defensive battle last game. I don't want to say the offense played bad because Coach Buckwalter did stress the Potomac Falls defense did do a lot of good things on defense. But how do you think the offense can improve and who do you think needs to really step up for them? Well, I think it starts with me, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think this week we're going to have a little different game plan. We're playing a team that doesn't know our prime players. So we're going to try to feature them this week. Maybe take a couple more shots downfield rather than be so methodical. Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, can you speak on the playmaking of your quarterback, Thomas Jarman, and how your receiving core can work with him? Um, during passing league, they all gel pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think the holdup has been the transition from passing league to now live pads. Yeah. It's got to be quicker. It's got to be faster. Uh, and I think it's, we're, we're going through that adjustment period right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you think uh, quarterback Thomas Jarman needs to improve him specifically? because he is the captain of this offense. How do you think he needs to improve? I, I don't know that he needs to improve. He just needs to um, have a little more confidence in himself. Mm -hmm. He's a really good quarterback. Um, I've, I've quarterbacked myself in high school and college mm -hmm. and coached quite a few quarterbacks. He's a really good quarterback. I just think he needs to have a little more confidence in himself and release the ball when you know, faster than he does in passing. Yep. So overall, how do, you get, how do you plan to get back on track in terms of uh, your offensive sets and what you're gonna, your game plan? in terms of offense? Well, again, game plan is going to change. Like, I've focused quite a bit on being methodical. Yeah. Um, rather so, featuring um, our receivers. You know, we have deep threats yeah, all exactly. over the field. So, I think we're going to take some deep shots this week. Okay. So, as the um, head play caller, how, is, how important is establishing the run? You didn't really get to do that. Um, Wurtz did break a few runs open. You didn't get to do that last week. How important is it for your offense? It's necessary. It's essential. Mm -hmm. um, in, in order to have a balanced team and be progressive and and, and score points, you you got to have a running game to, to accentuate the passing game. All right. Thank you, Coach. That was offensive coordinator Coach Holland. Thank you for joining us, Coach. Thanks. We are also joined by defensive lineman Joel Campos. Once again. Once again, yes. Once again. and Two-timer. And boy, did he have a great, great game on Friday against Potomac Falls. A huge player. He came up big. Joel, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks. Glad to be here. Joel, how do you uh, think your defense performed? I saw you guys flying around the field um, very much uh, last week against Pete Falls. And how can you continue that um, heading into next uh, week? <clears throat> well, everyone's got to do their assignments, everyone's got to watch film, everyone's got to learn the habits and tendencies because that's how we beat Paul Falls. We knew where they were going the whole time. Um, Joel, um, what are some things you see from Fauquier's offense um, that you want to key in on this week? They have, a, they, have, they have a nice running back. He's a very fast, very elusive guy. It's kind of like a kind of like Jordan Day who faced mm -hmm. last week against Paul Falls. And then they have they have a receiver who's kind of uh, who's, who's got great hands. He can he can catch the ball, catch the ball very well. He can catch the ball very well, and uh, he can make you miss. So those are our big big keys. Joel, can you talk about how what your game plan was last week against your win against Potomac Falls? Because I mean we saw it up up in the up in the booth, and it was really something. Just talk about uh, how you guys did that, and how you guys came together as a as a D line and as a defense. Well, the first first thing we had to stop was the run, and once we stopped the run, they went to pass, and we all knew they couldn't pass. Mm -hmm. And I think really, I think really the 
the emphasis of the whole week was stop stop the run because yeah. after that, you know, our, our DBs know what they're doing back there. Joel, um, so you, you were in a defensive battle last week. How confident are you in your offense, and how confident are you in your guys now that you've got a, a win under your belt to get it? To just keep this rhythm going and finish the season strong. Well, we kind of have a position switch now. I'm at right tackle, no longer left guard. Oh. So, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, I'm at right tackle, Ethan's at right guard, JD's at left guard, and Jimmy's somehow managed to stay at left left tackle. But um, I think it's going to work. I mean, it, it looks good in practice. Today we're going to shape it up. I mean, everything is just starting to look like look like a football team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds good. We'll see you on Friday. Thank you for joining us so much. Joel Campos, awesome it's as always. Thank you, Joel. Winds down with 440 to go here in this halftime. Uh, why just run down this first half and this offensive explosion here for the Titans? Yeah, Kevin, it's been a lot of great things for Dominion. Not a lot for the Falkier Falcons, but we've seen a strong defense. Um, We've seen them make plays oh, with the Trey Hayes interception and coverage, and we've seen them show no budging in the run game either, Kevin. But offensively is what we were really looking at uh, heading into this game, and Thomas Jarman has looked perfect, if you will. Tom- Thomas Jarman having the game of his life. He has four touchdowns, and he has not thrown an incomplete, incomplete pass. We'll be following that, too, if he stays in the game long enough. He definitely has a couple records broken for the Titans. I know Donnie Gasser was a – was a uh, was a great quarterback for the Titans and definitely holds many of those passing records, as does Vashawn McCants. Taking a look at some stats, though, Webster has 78 yards on the ground, mostly due to his big touchdown run in the second quarter. He has one touchdown. Wirtz with 35 yards on the ground and one touchdown. And he has quite a bit of receiving yards as well as he came out of the backfield on one play there in the first quarter and really took off running onto the near side sideline. And, Kevin, that's um, one thing to look at is how we've seen them get the ball to a lot of their weapons, Kevin, and they've they've gotten the ball in the backfield. Court Thomas Jarman's been running around a lot. And they've gotten the ball to their talented receiving core with Kyle Kavinsky playing the tight end now. I think that that helps a lot with the blocking aspect. But you'd like to see Trevor Carlin make a play, get in on the action here. Same with Kyle Kavinsky. Yeah, you, you want to see all the all the guys in the receiving cores make plays when it's a game like this. You want to see them all come back with some confidence, if you will. Exactly. It's all about building confidence. It is. It is. Come back with some confidence, uh, you know, to, to come back and, and really perform well this week in practice as the fuck your Falcons head back from their huddle and they head back onto the field. The band finishing up their routine, 2.30 to go in this halftime show. Again, you're listening to DHS Press Network. Kevin, we did, to update you on some scores from the week in Dominion Sports, Kevin, um, Dominion Field Hockey won 2-0 this week, and um, the Dominion Volleyball Varsity Volleyball team won three sets of two against um, Potomac Falls, another rivalry game. So Dominion beating Potomac Falls here early in this fall season. Jason, you talk about Jason Robinson, a Dominion alumni. Class of 2017 Class guy. Class of 2017, he just left. He made some, I mean, you talk about big plays. He made some big plays for the Titans last year. Uh, really gave his all to the program. He did. Program. He's part of the Howard squad who had the biggest upset in NCAA history last week against UNLV. Now, 
I don't know. Was it the biggest upset against the spread upset? Kevin, against it the was. spread it upset, it was the biggest upset. I've seen bigger upsets. In there are obviously football. there are. I yeah, mean, okay. I just want to clarify UNLV that. Playing in Howard, exactly, but, exactly. It was it was a great a great play a great upset great game, and it's good to see a, more Titans contributing in Division One at the next level, Kevin. Yeah, it, I mean it, it wasn't it was a forty five point spread, right? Yes. right? So you just based just based on the the gambling aspect, if we're looking at that, it's the biggest upset. But I've definitely seen some bigger upsets as the Titans take the field now, doing their high knees, getting back into it. You look for some of the younger guys to come in here. Chad Smith is at Clemson, and apparently he's doing a heck of a job. He's the second leading tackler at Clemson on the defensive side of the ball. Smith. Also played a huge role. We've talked about him before in these broadcasts, but he played a huge role in the Titans' defense and offense. Smith, one of those guys you, you'd put with DeAndre Reeves and Vashawn McCants here, Kevin. And he's just one of those guys that have meant so much to the program. And We also have a Dominion Titan baseball raffle coming on. So... Go out if you're at the game and you're tuning in to us. Come out and buy your Dominion Titan baseball raffle tickets. Titan baseball, I've heard they're on the up and coming. I've heard that too, Kevin. Um, when you look at the second half, Kevin, I think you want to see some guys get some looks like we said before. Get some, get some, maybe get some starters, some confidence to start, start the second half. But also just getting, building that depth like we talked about and getting guys that in positions to play at the varsity level that haven't really played before. But you do have to make sure you have sealed this victory up completely, and that's a decision Coach Buckwalter is going to have to make uh, tonight. Well, we have seen, when you talk about George Richardson, obviously a great, great, uh, great factor this, this season so far, but in the past two games that the Titans have played, he has cramped up in the last five minutes. So... I mean, in this game, it's obviously out of hand, but you, you look to him for uh, when the games are close, and obviously South Lakes, that'll be a factor. His, his health will be a huge factor. Um, but he has cramped up in key times the last couple games. So talking about the Titan baseball raffle, the drawing will be held at halftime during the November 3rd game. Raffle tickets are $10. You don't have to be present to win. The first prize is $300, second prize is $200, and third prize is $100. You must be 18 or older to participate. Sounds like a pretty good deal that baseball is offering. I would buy a raffle ticket, Kevin. Then do it. <laughs> Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification, the DHS Press ne Network, as we head into the second half. You are listening to Titan Football on the DHS Press Network. DHSPress.com. All the news Titans need to know. That's DHSPress.com. And we're back here as the Titans get ready to kick it away. Coming up here, still stretching. They added two minutes to this halftime as it goes down five seconds, and it will strike zero here. Fakir will get the ball to start, meaning we might see, we'll see Ramon Blas kick it away, and we... Who knows? We might get another fluke onside kick like Who we knows? did in the first Earlier half. Earlier in the Kevin. first half, there was a crazy play 
in which Ramon Blas, it was a squib kick, and a guy it hit the, one of the guys in the front line and bounced right off into Ramon Blas's hands. And I honestly have never seen something like that in my days as a broadcaster. Me neither, Kevin. Or as a fan. <laughs> or as a player, for that matter. On the Falkier side of things, Kevin, I think it'll be interesting to see. We'll, I think we'll know right away. They're going to have to set the tone to see if they're going to come back in this game if, if with their first offensive drive. Well, this, yeah, it's huge. It's got to set the tone for the second half. I mean, if they, want, if they want to come back and even tie this game, they've got to have a better performance on defense and obviously offense as they have to put points on the board, and they haven't done that just yet. So we'll, we'll see what they can do if they come up with another set. As you see, Kyle Smith is in, that, yeah, in the Kyle building. Kyle Smith has returned here. He's talking to another alumni, Vashawn McCants. Former teammate. He's a Shepherd uh, football player, Division Two. Great program. He's recruited, recruited a lot of players in Loudoun County as of recently, Kevin. Guys like Kayvon Chase out of w Potomac Wanya Falls. Allen from Potomac Falls, too. So if you look who's warming up on the Titan sideline, as we said, some of these young guys getting in. Zach Whitcomb, the junior quarterback, warming up his arm along with Aiden Dolan, who they both take alternating snap on, snaps on the JV team. And I know there was con some concern with Zach Whitcomb's eligibility as he transferred some from Potomac Falls. We're also seeing Michael Perello, number 16, um, get some reps at quarterback here. I believe he's number 15. Nope, 16. As Bloss kicks it deep down to the goal line of the Falcons, and that's the first touchback of this game from Bloss. No squib kick there, Kevin. No, sir. 12 minutes to go, and we're underway. Here into the second half, 35 to nothing. The Titans lead. First down and 10 from the 20-yard line. The Falcons take over at the 20. So you look at the Titans defense, if there's any new guys in. Looks like they're still keeping with the original starters on defense. Zegbe, the only questionable starter on defense. Spread formation here for the Falcons. Iker takes a snap back to pass. Looking, Titans coming with the heat. He's flushed out to the far side. Looking, now throws deep, and it is a jump ball. Picked off by George Richardson at the 39-yard line. Richardson throws a defender down. Now down the far side. There he goes. He steps out of bounds. Richardson went up and over. Number 20, Austin Parker there. And picks the ball off at the 39-yard line with a nice return. Down to the 24. Kevin, we talked about Fakir setting the tone, and that's not how you want to do it there. Um, Richardson getting a jump ball from the other quarterback, Kevin, not from Jarman there, and he just won that like he normally like does. Like he normally does. Richardson going up and over everyone today. Like we say, he's going to come down with those 50-50 balls nine times out of ten. Oh, yeah, ten times out of ten. Here we go. Titans taking over here. The clock will remain running as it's a 35-point lead at the 27. Jarman takes a snap. They're still passing. Looking, and he dumps it off to Wirtz over the middle. First down and more down to the 17-yard line. Breaks a tackle down to the 10. Now still running far near side down to the 9-yard line. He's tackled, tangled up with a defender, and it's Joshua Kenny on the tackle. That is the second time we have seen Wirtz slip out of the backfield there, Kevin. And he's a guy that's contributed a lot to the receiving game as as a running back, 
and looks like they're not they're not really paying attention to him there as a receiver, Kevin. He's just slipping out of the backfield and dumping the ball and Jarman's dumping the ball off to him. First down and ten. Titans student section getting a little cocky. And the Falcon student section rather quiet. Spread formation at the 10-yard line. Jarman looking, looking, steps up, throws right over the middle. Bullet pass to Pierre down the one-yard line, dives in, touchdown. Jaden Pierre tacks on to the 35-0 lead. And he makes it. A seven-score game. Jarman throwing, showing the arm strength there, threading the needle with a bullet pass. And we talked about distributing the ball to all these players and Jaden Pierre getting in on the action, Kevin. That's Jarman's fifth. Touchdown pass, and has he thrown? Uh, he has not thrown an incomplete pass again. He's thrown one. I'm sorry, he has thrown one incomplete pass. Pierre, guy that was really frustrated with his offense's performance in week one. So Bloss's kick is up and good. The incomplete pass came on the last pass of the first half. So 42 to nothing, the Titans lead, and still some history to be made. For Jarman. You can talk about college football analogies. You can see Alex Wirtz, for you, for you uh, Christian McCaffrey fans, the Panthers running back. Wirtz is kind of like Christian McCaffrey. Do you see that a little bit? I do. Guy that can do it all, do run out of the backfield. Strong physical runner. Yeah. Hard to bring down. A shifty guy, if you will. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of shifty guys on this Titans team. He's got 35 rushing yards rushing. Yeah. And 49 through the air. So he's doing it on two, both aspects of the offense as the Titans are ready to kick it away again. Now the clock does not run after a scoring play, but it does run after the ball, after an incomplete pass or an offensive player runs out of bounds. And the clock is up and running again. So Before the kickoff, Kevin. It's an interesting deal there. 9.40 to go now here in the third quarter. He boots it deep down to the one-yard line, and it's dropped in the end zone. It's going to be a touchback. Dropped by number eight, Carson McCuster at the one-yard line. Now it is interesting to see, Kevin, it looks like they are still keeping the starters on as the score is 42 to nothing with nine minutes left in this third quarter. These Titans really like their shutouts. Really coming together as a unit. This game, going to have to build this momentum against the South Lakes team. On the defense and offensive side of the ball. But, yes, they do against South Lakes. It's going to be quite the challenge. First down and 10 from the 20-yard line. Spread formation for Iker and company. They give to Chavin up the middle, and he breaks the tackle, and he gets about five there. Chavin with a nice run. Tackle made by Jimmy Crist. Chavin's been the main back here. Ooh, the player is down. And that Jamari is Robinson good. is down on the field. He's holding his ankle. And that is the cost of what happens when you leave your starters in. Falkir will have a second and five here coming up, but. Not what you want, There's Kevin. a whole other problem here for, for the Titans. It's where depth becomes a factor and leaving your guys in too long uh, with a 42 to nothing cushion could prove costly here with the injury from Robertson. We see several people tending to him at the 20 yard line. 8.49 to go. They will not run the clock here, obviously, yeah, with a 42 to nothing lead. We, again, we don't want to speculate there, Kevin, but it looked like he's, he has trouble moving off the field. 
Now he's still in the same position as, as he went down. He's still holding his right ankle, I believe. You know, it gets the point here when this blowout is it's 42 to nothing, Kevin, where it's not necessary to have these guys out here. But it's all part of Coach Buck's strategy, so he makes those calls, Kevin. He does make those calls. Next week against South Lakes is much more important, which is why we stress. I mean, leaving these guys in too long is maybe a problem, but it's definitely more important due to the playoff uh, formula because they're 6A. So South Lakes is 2-0 and on the year, scoring 85 point, 84 points I'm sorry, and only giving up 7 as they play Oakton tonight. We'll get you a score update on the South Lakes-Oakton game later but impressive numbers from south lakes kevin 84 points only allowing seven i mean that's definitely a tall task for coach holland as he definitely got these kids prepared for tonight but you look over on the field now coach buckwalter has has some words here for the for the officials uh, looks like he's talking to his team as well keeping these guys safe he may be talking to his team but i think he's talking to the officials as robertson is still down and they might have to come bring him out on the cart. So more of a solemn feeling. And we were going to update you on that um, South Lakes game. And it is 42-0. South Lakes is beating Oakton at halftime. So, again, just shutting teams out and scoring a lot on offense. That Powerful looks like a scary game. sight. It is a tall task for the Titans next week as Robertson gets up. And... He walks off with a limp. He was down for quite a while, and he's putting some weight on it, walking on his own. <laughs> Seems... Again, we don't know what was hurt. We do not. That's true. We do not know what was hurt. He was grabbing his ankle, but it could be a head injury as he has little to no limp as he walks off, which is interesting, as he exits the field at about the 39-yard line. Here we go. Spread formation here. No one out to the near side. And two receivers out to the far side. Iker in the shotgun. Titans coming with the blitz, and they do. He gives to the running back, now running to the far side, and he gets about three or four as he's right near the first down. He does get the first down. That was Cole Anderson, the speedy guy who stands 5'7". He also plays DB, and George Richardson has been having his way with him tonight. Um, yes, Kevin caught a number of jump balls. Against a number of these South, these Falkier defensive backs as the clock continues to run. 8.13 to go here. If you're just joining us, it is 42 to nothing. Titans lead uh, with about just over eight minutes to go here in the third quarter. Iker takes a snap under center back to pass. He looks and he makes a pass complete to Cole Anderson, I believe. Gets about five there for bringing up a second and five. Now that's Trevor Carlin coming in with the Robertson injury. Trevor Carlin, not a guy that's seen a lot of looks on defense, but he is a backup for this linebacking core. So it's going to bring up a second and five. Iker getting more comfortable, completing more passes. Still trying to get their first points on the board here. It seems these Dominion Titan quarterbacks have been warming up on the sideline. There's three of them. They've been warming up for quite a while now. Now on the second and five play, Iker in the shotgun. Anderson next to him. He gives to Anderson now, who runs far side, gets about seven there on the play, first down. That's Trey Hayes on the tackle. So Falcons putting a little something together here. 
Trey Hayes has been all over the field tonight, Kevin. As Jaden Pierre comes in on defense, looks like he's going to get George Richardson out of the game. Might be to avoid injury. Yeah, Hayes having himself a day, as you said. At the 43-yard line, in the shotgun is Iker. And he gives to Ander, I believe Chavez, this time Chavez, and he gets right back to the line of scrimmage. No gain. That's Jimmy Crist on the tackle, and Alex Schwartz got in there too. So the big play guy in Chavez gets the ball back and does nothing there. Going to bring up a third and ten. Again, Chavez has looked really, really, really good so far at the running back position. It just goes to show how much shiftiness can play a part. Chavez stands 5'6", 150. 60 pounds. Timeout called there by, I believe, was that the Titans? I believe it was the Titans. Timeout called, pro probably trying to get their defensive li in line. Buckwater not liking what he's not like, has not liked what he's seen so far. Um, on that drive. This, on the second drive and of the second half. Defensively. Shown by Buckwalter's yelling at his, at his defense. Still keeping the intensity up, up 42 to nothing. So it's always important, I mean, for Buckwalter to keep his defense shut out. That's huge for him. It does play, play a role. Scoring does later in the playoff in picture, the play Kevin. Absolutely, absolutely, as this team looks to improve to 2-1. and one. But if they ever get in a, a predicament, as they did a couple of years ago, they missed the playoffs by... In the point system, by mm -hmm. I believe a half a point or something Two like heritage, that. Two heritage, yes. So, I mean, Buckwalter does not mess around with that anymore. Second and ten, it's Iker takes a snap back to pass, looking, and it's nearly picked off. It is picked off, tipped off of Trevor Carlin's hands, picked off by Jaden Pierre. A little teamwork there. Titans football now at the 47 yard line. So Buckwalter just talked to his defense, called a timeout for it, and immediate results there, Kevin. Uh, automatic turnover and. So we do have to account for um, the points and the shutout for why Buckwalter would be keeping his starters in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get you an update on Robertson. I believe he seemed like he was walking off okay on his ankle. I don't think they want to take any oh, risks absolutely here not. with him. Absolutely not, as they look to pat on to this 42 to nothing lead on a running clock. First down and 10 at the 47 for the Titans. Titans with two timeouts left in this half. As we approach the five-minute mark in this third quarter, Jarman takes a snap back to pass, looking looking to the near side. Now he steps up. He's going to be sacked. Jarman is sacked, and he gets almost back to the line of scrimmage, loses one. That's on Joe Spadel. I'm sorry, Joe Spadel on the sack. Not sure what Jarman was doing there. He stepped into the pocket that wasn't really there, and he stepped into yeah. a few Falkier defenders. Well, that's one of those plays he's got to run outside the numbers, or I'm, I'm sorry, outside the hashes, and make a play on his feet. But you know what? He has been doing that for the most part all game. That's his fourth, that's the fourth sack the Titans have given up. Not a, not a bright spot there for the O-line of the Titans. It is something they're going to want to clean up going into next week. Second and 11 here. Ball at their own 46 spread formation again. Kavinsky in motion, and they give to Kavinsky. Running near side, he cuts up the middle to the middle of the field. Gets about four there. And when both times Kavinsky has come in motion uh, to that side, he's gotten the ball. So, I mean, they Falkir definitely should key in on that. Titans do like to run those end arounds with the receivers, and Kavinsky's able to get good chunk yardage every time he gets the ball. 
Again, 42 to nothing lead. Just under four minutes to play here in the third quarter. Third down and seven. Big play if the Titans want to keep this drive going. Alone on an island of the near side is Trey Hayes. Jarman takes a snap, and he gives to Wirtz, running along the far side. Flag down. He's got the first down as he dives forward. Gain of eight there. Looks like it may be a holding penalty as the Titans have not struggled as much here with penalties as last week. No, still a few holding calls here and there, but as last week was a game of penalties and field position. But Yes, it was, Kevin. As it's going to be another third down play. It is, it is 10 yards from the spot of the foul holding call is. Eric Blackwell coming in on the offense. Uh, so it's going to be third. G.D. Pierre coming out on the offensive line. Trying to give him a rest. So it's going to be a third down. And I want to say 17. Third down and 17. Spread formation. Again for the Titans. they got to get 17 yards down to the 43-yard line. Kavinsky in motion, and they don't give it to Kavinsky this time. There's a flag on the play. It's going to be offside. So Kavinsky gave it. False start, false start, Kevin. I'm sorry, yeah, false start. So it's going to be five yards back and to bring up a third and 22. Kavinsky didn't get it on that play. It looked like it was going to be a play action. So they do see Kavinsky come on that motion, and they don't give it to him. So you see the strategy there by Holland set up that play a few times and then maybe run a misdirection off that with a play action. Holland getting more creative this week, he said. Also talked about. His trust in quarterback Thomas Darnold, we're seeing it here tonight. One of the better quarterbacks he's coached, he said in our interview, as you may have heard. Third and 22 here for the Titans. Jarman back to pass. He's looking. Steps up. He's flushed out now. He throws, and it's incomplete just off the hands of Kyle Kavinsky. And there's a man down. Jaden Pierre is down, holding his knee. Looks like he's holding his knee or his calf, right leg area. You can only hope it's a cramp, but... Yeah, and I, yeah. Believe it's a, it, I believe it's a cramp the way uh, he look, he's looking to stretch it out. Cramps becoming an issue for the Titans. Many Titans going down with, with, uh, with cramp injuries as, as Pierre getting stretched out at the 47-yard line. You got to think about about taking these starters out here. I mean, Coach Carl Buckwalter leaving these guys in maybe a little bit too long, Wyatt. Maybe Kevin might still want to get some, get a few more points on the board, and might want to preserve preserve that shutout on defense. Talk about injuries before the season. Big loss to this team was Jackson Steele yeah. tearing his ACL in a passing league, and he would have been a huge factor on defense. Coming off the defensive end position, I believe. As Pierre limps off the field. Looks like it's going to be a cramp. And a fourth down. The Titans punt for the first time here. You're going to see Isaiah Webster. Webster back at the 23-yard line. He'll kick it away. And on to receive it as the ever-so-quick Kevin Chavez. He takes it, and he fumbles it at the 35. Fumbling around, he recovers it. Cuts up the field now to the middle of the field, down to the 40. Now bounces it outside to the 45. Breaks another tackle at the 43. Tackled down by the punter, Isaiah Webster. Kevin Chavez all over the place there. 
Made a mistake originally there, but he, was, he had time to compose himself and then just dodged quite a few Dominion, Dominion uh, special teamers. Isaiah's first punt tonight. Last week that was not the case. It was a punting battle. Kavinsky and Webster going at it, along with Noah Pohl, who really showed some, some great things. 148 to go here in the third quarter. As we mentioned, it's a running clock spread formation for the Falcons. Flag on the play here. Flag thrown deep in the Titans secondary as Thomas Wastegrass has entered the game at safety along with his counterpart at, at strong safety, Trey Hayes. Two sophomore friends. Wastegrass, a guy that's played a lot on JV. Coaches have liked what they've seen from him, but it's Interesting to see him get some reps in here now as they start to mix in some backups with Creamer in the game, Trevor Carlin in the game. So it's going to be Zegbe at the far side cornerback position and Robert Creamer in at the near side cornerback. Secondary is, has a whole different look there as Webster ex exits the game. First down and 10 here. I'm sorry, first down and 15, I believe. Eicher back to pass, looking, he's flushed out, throws deep, and it is nearly caught by Mullins. He can't come down with it. He went up with one hand on two defenders. Nevertheless, an athletic play by Mullins getting up to able to jump that high and try to make a play on that. Tried to make a Odell Beckham-type play there, Kevin. He did. Amongst two defenders, Trey Hayes again flying around the field at the safety Not that there was position. a stoppage in time there, but I just want to point out there was our second tire shoot timeout of the game. And... I believe that was uh, that was your quarterback, Iker. Second and ten, I believe. Second and ten, here with 26 seconds to go in the third quarter. 42 to nothing, the lead. Iker in the shotgun, one receiver to the left, one receiver to the right, two receivers to the right. I'm sorry, one in motion now. It's a play-action fake. Iker rolling out now. He's going to take off, and he is sacked in the backfield. Kyle Kavinsky and Joel Campos in on that one. Loss of 10, bringing up a third and a whole lot. Loss of 8, I believe, bringing up a third and 18 as the clock strikes zero at the end of the third quarter. It is 42 to nothing. The Titans lead. Going to bring up a third and 10. Coming up, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to DHS Press Network. You're listening to Titan Football on the DHS Press Network. DHSPress.com. All the news Titans need to know. That's DHSPress.com. And we're back here with the fourth quarter starting up. You've, you've seen some guys get in the game, some younger guys, Thomas Gracegrass and guys like that getting in the game here. Starters still contributing a lot, as you saw in that last play, with Joel Campos and Kyle Kavinsky yeah. swarming to the quarterback there. Going to be interesting to see how Buck handles it now that the fourth quarter is upon us. That was a quick third quarter, Kevin. That was. Well, it was mostly due to the running clock that started after the 35 to nothing lead as the officials try to get this game along and in the books. But moreover, Thomas Jarman with a historic night of his own, throwing for five touchdown passes so far as the clock begins to run with 11.50 to go. The game hasn't even started yet. A new quarterback in. I'm sorry, same quarterback, Jackson Eicher. Same quarterback. It's a play-action fake. He's 
Rolling out to the right. Looking, looking, looking. He throws, and it's nearly picked off by Trevor Carlin. Flagged down on the play. Trevor Carlin dove for that play, and I believe Thomas Wastegrass got in and deflected that. One thing to note, Kevin, the few times Iker has had time to throw, he's delivered some pretty nice strikes. He has. He's been able to throw on the run and make some solid throws. Um, we haven't seen him much in the pocket. They do usually get him outside of the pocket, outside the hashes. So we do have a flag. And there's an illegal man downfield, and it's going to bring up a fourth down because it is declined by the Titans. So the punt team will come on. Dakari Mullins on to kick it away. It's his fifth punt of the game, I believe. And he stands back at the 28-yard line. And Trey Hayes, the new returner, stands back at their own 28-yard line. Titans command a 42 to nothing lead. Here early in the fourth quarter, 11 minutes to go. It's a Aaron snap. Mullins handles it. He kicks it away, a solid punt, down to the 22-yard line. Gets a Fakir bounce down to the 16. Not returnable for Trey Hayes. So you're going to see some different guys come onto the field. We'll see if Thomas Jarman stays on. We do see Gabe Garcia coming in at the center position, who did start the first two games. So you see Trevor Carlin still in the game, but a lot of new faces. Quarterback is number 14, Michael Perello, Kevin. So Prello, the backup quarterback, is going to get some snaps now. It's an interesting choice here as Prello joined the team late. And uh, now he's... He's another one of those seniors that played freshman year. Yeah, Buck talked a lot about those guys who need to just work that much harder to regain their spots that they might have previously had. Trips to the left, Prello in the shotgun, one receiver to the right, and Trevor Carlin. Prello takes a snap, and he gives to... Isaiah Webster running along the near side, breaks the tackle down to the 20-25, and he runs over defender down the 29-yard line, and there's a flag down on the play, and I believe... I think this is coming back. Trevor Carlin might Trevor have Trevor Carlin had a block in the back yeah. there as Buck barks at him from the sideline as Trevor pleads his innocence. 10.06 to go. They do stop the clock here on this flag, and there's a tighten down, and I believe it's Kyle Kavinsky who is slow to get up. And that's why, I mean, you gotta, you got to be smart with these guys. Kyle, a real tough guy. You know, he played, he's got to be hurting then. He's played, he's played a lot of snaps. <laughs> he's taken a beating. He's, I mean, I mean the, the wear and tear of these football games take on, on the players. Yeah, and I think Coach Carl Buckwalter is a little upset with himself for leaving one of his stars in the game that long. I, I don't know what he is. He seems to have a slight limp. We don't know the specific specifics of that injury just yet sorry been talking for quite a while we don't know the specifics of that energy injury and there is a timeout on the field titans call a timeout is their first of the half they're gonna have two more fuck here with three looks like they're gonna come in with some subs here at the end of the third quarter south lakes still contains a commanding lead over oakton 49 to zero the Titans with their own commanding lead, 42-0 over Fakir. Should be a great matchup next week. You look on to next week, though, who are some guys that got to step up? Who do you think is going to be the X factor on offense and on defense? 
Offensively, I think it's more of a unit than anyway. I think it's just the offensive line. It's will they be able to hold their own? We know South Lakes has yeah. some really talented guys defensively as they've only led seven points so far this season, Kevin. And it's going to be if that offensive line can protect Jarman, give him some windows to throw through. Well, you know every time George Richardson is going to show up, but who do you think on the receiving core needs to show up next week? I think it's going to be Trevor Carlin or Kyle Kavinsky. I mean, Trey Hayes has made big plays here and there, and so has Jaden, but I think if those guys can get some chunk yardage. That would be good. First down and 15 here. Spread formation for the Titans. Prello still awaiting his first pass here on the varsity unit. And he gives up the middle this time to Chris Adu. Chris Adu gets his first carry. Adu has been wanting one of those since his freshman year on varsity, and he got it right there. He didn't get much. Got back to the line of scrimmage, but we know Adu was excited. We know Adu was excited oh, in there in the he huddle. He was very excited there. So you look ahead on the Titans' schedule in two weeks. The Titans play the 2-0 Heritage team who was losing to John Champ 13 to nothing in the first. We'll get you an update on that game later. But a Heritage team that is, is good, as you see Kyle Kavinsky walking on the sideline, seems just fine. Looks like he got shaken up on the play earlier. Spread formation here for the Titans. Two receivers to the left, one receiver to the right, and Andrew Buckner. A bad snap there. It's fumbled. The snap is fumbled. Titans recover, but it looks like it was a decent snap. Just fumbled by Prello. is right in his arms. Robert Creamer smart enough to fall on that that ball there so you see Andrew Buckner in the game now playing the wide out position Robert Creamer after recovering that fumble comes back to the sideline it's going to be a third and a whole lot at the six yard line 8.33 to go in the fourth quarter the running clock taking quite a bit of time here off this off this clock, third and 22 here. Spread formation again. Prello takes a snap and they just give up the middle. It's number 23 on the carry. Santos Pineda gets the carry for the Titans. It's his first of the year. So if you're looking to keep the shutout and get out of this, they do have they're not in the end favored zone. in the in the field goal or in the field position aspect of the game right now, Kevin. No, they are not. They're Isaiah Webster is going to be punting from the back of the end zone as the ball is at the five-yard line. Titans seem a little confused on this punt team. Eric Blackwell in, and he's going to come in at a guard position. Webster in the back of the end zone. And he kicks it away. It's an awesome, it's a great punt. Fair catch called at the 41-40-yard line of the Titans. So great punt there by Webster. 47 yards to get it out of the end, to get it out of bad field position for the tight. There, that last drive, we saw Buck getting the ball to some of his seniors, getting some touches on offense. In the NFL, looks like we got some breaking news. You heard about, if you heard about Ezekiel Elliott, he was on a six-game suspension. It was appealed, and looks like he won the appeal. He, win, he wins the injection. He lost the appeal. And he wins the injection. I don't know the full story there. And he's likely to play the full season. Our producer, Mr. Schwartz, is, is laughing at my... Your lawyer talk. My lawyer talk. <laughs> so, Elliot, if you're a Cowboys fan, congratulations. Looks like there is a stoppage in play timeout. Taking my fuck gear there. 
tomorrow in college football. Big day, Kevin. I know there's. It some, is a Saturday. There's some primetime games tomorrow. Um, I know Ohio State plays Oklahoma in the primetime matchup on ABC. Uh, the number five team in the country versus the number number two team in the country. For you Virginia fans, Virginia takes on Indiana at 3:30 on ESPNU, and they are at home in that game. In other games, number five, you just said that. Chattanooga is going to take on number 12, LSU. And a big game, Auburn-Clemson, number 13, Auburn, takes on number three, Clemson. That's on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Another game later in the night, um, number 15, the, the number 15 ranked team in the country, Georgia Bulldogs at Notre Dame, number 24 in the country. And then there's a late night matchup, number 14. All right, Wyatt, let's get to high school football here. <laughs> Flag on the play. Looks like it was an illegal formation. Wyatt likes to get caught up in his college football <laughs> and L NFL football. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, Wyatt. You want to? No, we don't have time for that, buddy. First and 15 here. Spread formation. Spread formation. Iker takes a snap, and they're gonna. It's gonna be a screen pass to number 20 along the near side. He's got a blocker in Mullins. Flag down. And he gets down to the 35. If there's a flag on Mullins, I don't know what he seemed pretty fair blocking. That was Austin Parker on the reception. Thomas Wazegrass involved in that tackle there, Kevin. Wazegrass getting early looks. Steve Zegby, I'm sorry, early tackles in his performance out here. Steve Zegby also went on that tackle. There was a the penalty. Sophomore. There was a penalty on the Falcons. Just going to push him back five more yards. 6.23 to go. And counting as it's a running clock. So six minutes to go in this game. 42 to nothing, the Titans lead. And it is dark <laughs> here in Titan territory. Lights That's what on. happens at night, Kevin. That is. Titans coming with a blitz here at the 47-yard line. Eichert, it's a little run play. It's a QB draw. And he takes it up the middle. There he goes, breaking some tackles down to the 43-yard line. Tackle made. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Carson McCuster. So, so it was a Wildcat. That was not Iker. McCuster takes it from the Wildcat position. Gets about seven or eight. McCuster, a tall, tall quarterback or runner, if He's you will. He's a wide receiver. He's six foot, six foot wide receiver, 155 pounds. Second and 14 here for the Falcons. 5.29 to go. And I believe it's Iker now back in at the quarterback position. Spread formation here for the Falcons. Iker takes a snap, and they give to number 30 up the middle. He comes in with a full head of steam. That's Daryl Mayfield. They're going away from the normal runner. And Chavez. And Chavez. The junior. So it's going to bring him a third and nine. And a big stop. Titans crowd getting loud here if they want to keep their shutout here. Does it look like we'll be seeing a field storm tonight, Kevin? It does not look like that with this commanding 42-0 lead. Most of the Dominion student section has left. Third and nine here. They give to Mayfield again up the middle, and he powers forward. Looks like he's not going to get the first down, though. Gets about six. Going to bring up a third and three. Gets down to the 34-yard line with 4.32 to go and counting. So... I believe they're going to go for it here with their field position. Why not? 
Like, what else would they do? I mean, I don't think you want to punt this late in the game. Yeah. Four minutes left. You're down 42. Try to get on the board. Fourth and four. Here we go. I believe Iker is still in the game. And they give to Mayfield. It's not Iker. It's number eight, Kyle Kowali. As he dives down, he's not going to get the first down. I'm sorry. Car that was Carson McCuster. Carson McCuster does not get the first down there. The Titans are going to take over on offense at the 31-yard line. All right, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to DHS Press Network. It's 42 to nothing, 347 to go in the game. You're listening to Titan Football on the DHS Press Network. DHSPress.com. All the news Titans need to know. That's DHSPress.com. So Pirello, Pirello checks back in. Alvaro and Cenas checks in. Senior Alvaro and Cenas. He's another one of those guys, played freshman year now, coming back. And he's made a decent impact. He was in the game against Clark County a good amount as Andrew Buckner goes out to a wide opposition. The special teams captain. Michael Prello takes a snap. He gives up the middle to Robert Creamer, who's hitting the backfield. And he keeps going, keeps trudging on. And he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Creamer looked like he was stopped in the backfield. Regains a couple yards as we head under just... Under three minutes to go. Creamer, the hero from last game, as he sealed the deal with a the interception, and you talked about his little revenge story. Yeah, he did have a re year. revenge story. Cut the ball over Grant Mish in the game last week, but you talk about the freshman football game. And Grant Mish caught the ball over him. So and we did learn that he had some words for Grant Mish at the after the play, Kevin. He did. A, usually a quiet guy, but really moment heat of the moment really takes you there. Second and twelve. Michael Perello now commanding this offense. It's a direct snap to Robert Creamer there, who is hit in the backfield right away, swung down by a Falkir defender. I will say, Kevin, it looks like they're rotating quarterbacks. That was Zach Whitcomb in on that okay. last snap, and yeah. now Michael Perello is back in. Tackle made by Kyle Dargis there, the sophomore. Just under two minutes now to go in the game. So now the Titans are just looking to get some runs and looks to these young guys as this game is well out of hand. Next to Pirello is Creamer again, his third look at the, that running back position. At the wideout position is Robert Creamer. Two receivers to the left. Pirello takes a snap and he's going to take it himself down to the 30 and he breaks tackle down to the, he's going to get hit at the 30, gets right back to the marker. Can I bring up a fourth down and 11? Titans looking just to wind the clock down. Get out of here healthy as possible now. They did sustain a few injuries in the second half, exactly what we didn't want to see, but I don't think anything too serious, Kevin, as all of these players walked off under their own power. Just over a minute to go now. Clock strikes one minute. Titans 42 to nothing, fourth and 12. At the 30, Webster takes a snap, and the punt is high up in the air. And it lands at the 48-yard line, takes the Titans' bounce down to the 41. And the clock will be stopped at the 42. So the Fakir Falcons, they got to be looking to get on the board. 
at least try to get on the board here. Maybe take a shot downfield. I don't know what they're dealing with the, at court, the quarterback position, Kevin. But Yeah, Iker has not been in the past couple possessions. Maybe they're just trying to get McCuster a look. The junior. Who is impressed? He's got the quarterback frame more so than Iker. Iker stands 5'11". Not much different. Iker stands 5'11". And McCuster stands 6 foot. So time running down now. The clock has started. 20 seconds left. Looks like the Falcons are going to get one play here. If that. 15 seconds now. We have been informed that the Heritage Pride are losing to John Champ 21-7, Kevin. Oh, boy. That's a game you got to watch there. Seven seconds winding down. Looks like this will be the last play if they do get it off. Number 25 in now at the quarterback position. And that'll do it. The Dominion Titans run over the Fakir Falcons. 42 to nothing. An easy win here for the Titans. And boy, was it an offensive explosion and one they sure needed this yes, game. Yes, Kevin, with that second half, you can't forget about how well they did play in the first half. Really got out to an early lead the second, from the second drive on. They scored on four straight possessions and they distributed the ball to a plethora of weapons that they have at their disposal. But it's going to be a tough test next week, Kevin. Next week, they play the undefeated South Lakes, who took who, who handled the Oakton, Oakton team uh, 49 to seven. They won tonight, so they did give up a touchdown, their second of the year. But South Lakes is going to be a quite the tall task, as it does have playoff implications. We'll be there next week as we travel to South Lakes High School with DHS Press Network. DHS Press Network signing off. 42 to nothing. Titans win. Thank you for joining us.